I'm Cameron. I'm Evan. I'm Ben. And tonight on Dads with Cars, we do a follow-up from last week. Ben and Cam talk about what's in the driveway, what's in the garage, what's just recently been sold. Ben, what's in your driveway and why? I mean, besides the fence and a bunch of Swiss wax. <laughs> uh, what's in the driveway? 2014 Audi RS5. What color is it? It is Daytona gray. It's beautiful. Thank does, you. Does it have a stripe? Yes. It currently does have a stripe. I have experimented with stripes. I've done orange and yellow. Did I, get, did, did I do red? Yeah, I did, did red. red. I did red, yeah. orange, and yellow. And currently it has a black stripe on Daytona gray. And I've had I've had a bunch of comments from people saying that they really like that they don't notice the stripe at first and then they're like oh I just saw I just saw the stripe that's really cool. I mean, you and I went to Audi Cars and Coffee. It yeah, got, we did. It got noticed. Yeah, it did. Um, it's like a matte. It's a matte stripe on a on a gloss paint job. It's like so a matte it's black cool. on yeah. a dark gray. So yeah, it's yeah. not. It doesn't jump out. No, it's subtle. I, I mean, and I liked it. I I like I like it just because same reason you like the like the front and the ducktail and stuff. Like that. It's just a little bit different. It just yep. sets sets it apart from just every other yeah, other A five out there. And that's I think that's probably one of the reasons I like the car so much. Um, yes, it's an Audi. Um, there are lots of Audis around here. There are lots of A fives. There's lots of S fives. There are not very many RS fives. Yep. So I quite like that. It it it's kind of has that sleeper. A little bit of a sleeper vibe to it, but um, you know the people who know what it is, they they know, right? So it's you're kind of driving around in something that, unless you really know what what you're looking at, it passes most people by. They don't even notice it, which I kind of like. And then sometimes I I think no no I I really want like lowered and crazy rims and a bright yellow stripe. Nope, <laughs> I don't think it needs to be any low lower no. than it is. It's very stealth. Um. Before the uh, RS, I had uh, a 1.8 Audi A4 convertible, and that was silver. That's when I first met you. I yeah. remember going to Same. soccer when our kids were two yep. years old. Yeah. Same. Yeah. You're like, who the fuck is this guy in, yeah. his, in his convertible? Check it out. See, <laughs> el- elastic band CVT transmission. <laughs> <laughs> so hot. Which, did, did you uh, like that? You like that car, though, right? I love that car. Yeah. Yeah, I love that car. How I, much of the belt ended up in a filter of some description no that that didn't happen but the, yeah the turbo gave up the electrics gave up it, the roof it, gave up didn't it the roof i mean the motor you were like having trouble at some point weren't you yeah uh me and me and audi and electrical issues mm. um that was all happening and then you know it i can't even remember what year it was i think it was like 2008 something like that um and it it just kind of got to the end of its life. And I went to, I had been looking to, I was actually, initially I was looking for the, the S5 that had the, the V8 engine, the naturally mm-hmm. aspirated mm-hmm. V8 S5. Yep. And I kept doing searches for that car. And, and what kept coming up was RS5 with the V8. And they were like the same price. This I was just looking on eBay. And then one of the eBay items that, that, popped up in the search was actually dealer sale and it was here in san jose and i was like oh i should go look at this car and i i went and looked at it and that was it i, just, <laughs> I was like will you take this silver thing and trade and they were like sure so it was um done many things about that one 
many people might not realize that Walter De Silva, the designer of the A5, the S5, and the RS5, retired after designing the RS5. Yep. Mm. He basically, as the designer, decided, and I'm a designer, so like this appeals to me. Um, he couldn't do any better. Yeah, that he he was like he was like this is it. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. I love. It was that. a swan That's song, great. really, and you know it was a love affair with automotive design and Audi and Vag in general. And basically, that was it. Last car he designed. Wow. Yep. It's pretty menacing. When that car's behind you, I love the look of it. <laughs> it's I love the flares. It. I mean, the flares are really unique. It's Again, hot. like the the thick, the thick duct tape. Well, I was just going to say when Ben's behind, ben, ben is behind me, I'm always very happy. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You're yeah, saying, he's, I he's love with, having you behind me. He's the, wide. When, I, when I'm behind you, I'm he's menacing. Wide. Yes. Very bad. He's, he's wide and he's flared. He is. So mad. He's just so angry. And well, he's it's like, a, oh, he's so deep, too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, deep. He is deep. I, I mean... Hey, and actually, at that cars and coffee you mentioned earlier, we went to the Audi cars and coffee here a couple of weeks ago, and the you know a lot of those guys they 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 love the new shape A five S five R S five, and I've never liked it. As I agree as much as I like. I, I mean, I like my car. You know, everybody says they I love your car. Your car's, yeah. but it has that classic Quattro box flare yep. kind of uh, styling to it. Um, I again in the kind of sleeper motif. It is the naturally aspirated V8 engines, the exact same engine that's that was in the original R8. Um, in my opinion, like that, that is the the last greatest naturally aspirated engine that VAG will ever produce. Um, for like for a mainstream car, I guess they're still well. Actually, no, no. Actually, Lamborghini. That's it. They're done nope. with NA, NA yep. engines in Lamborghini. And I mean, you and I were V10. Not... I mean, the V10 maybe is for, in the R8. The V10 yeah, NA. But... I don't know, but like the V8 is, it's unique. It has a very specific sound to it. Um, it revs higher. Yeah, I yep. mean, I think it's the last of. Of that generation, and I love, I love, I love knowing that every time, every time I drive it, and I, I love taking part in that. If that's the last great, like you know, gas-powered V8, yeah, you know, mainstream German, I mean, German engine, I love, I love being a part of that. I think the other fun thing was Ben and I were actually laughing at the kids that were there. It was like, <laughs> you know, turbos versus NA, and like. One guy came up and he was just like turbos, and Ben and I are like, nope. "Fuck no, no." We're like, "Nope." <laughs> like, you know, it, it it sounds a bit snobby in some way, but it was like, I I've had a bunch of cars with turbos, and as have I, yeah. And it was like I made the conscious choice that it was like I'm done with turbos. Like if I'm if this is the end of like Dino Juice. I want to drive everything. Gasoline. Yep. Thank you. I so, want to drive uh, let, every. I want to uh, drive all NA. Uh, let's explore that for a minute because I was really interested when <laughs> when that kid said that we were we were so here was the situation I mentioned this before but the the current edition RS five rolled up to the 
to yeah. the to the cars that, to the cars twin stuff. turbo v6 yeah i think so uh it's the uh it's the b9 right it's the b9 rs5 and um uh you know the kid points to this and he goes oh you know that's uh, that's you know that's the car which for a start it was the four door version of the rs5 <laughs> and you're like and i'm not the car i'm not going there again but yep. like nope. it's wrong uh, <laughs> it's just no uh, why is it a five huh why is it a five why is it a five with four doors why is it an RS5? Why is it an RS5? Yes. Why is it an RS5? I, I don't know why they decided to make an RS5. Well, it's just which like is, three series, five series. No, RS, nope. the size, right? No, no, no. It's it, a three series now is a four door. Yeah, a four series now is a two door. Yeah. Wait, you can't get a four series and a four door. No, no. You can only you can get, get a, four a three series, series and a two door or a four. You, you know door. why? It's because the marketing department making these decisions rather than than engineers or designers or people actually appreciate cars. And sadly, I think that's probably the case. That's right. That's a good so point. The, I mean, to me, it's it's a. I don't know if it's a non sequitur or it's just a like a, a oxymoron, but you can't have a Ren Sport edition car with five, with four doors. No. Like and a the hatchback whole point, makes it even right. worse. The whole point of this this line of cars, this like this it, like the top of the range, supposedly hand finished, hand built, like performance engine, performance car with all the tweaks, is that you take as much Sport. weight out of it yeah. as you can, and it is for a singular purpose, right? You don't need four doors for that singular you... purpose. Don't Unless that. that singular purpose also involves going to the golf course with three of your buddies. Yeah. Which I have nothing against that. I do. But I wouldn't F be driving golf. that car, right? I wouldn't want that car to do or that. Taking in. the kids to school. But I do that in my car. Yeah. yeah. With two yeah. doors. Sure. Same. Sure. Same. So stop having kids. Have one. So my observation was like so the B9 RS5 rolls up and the kid is like, oh, that's that's the car. Uh, you know, and I and I, I think I said, oh no no, turbocharged. And yeah, he, and, and, he and was I'm like, like he was no. like, he was like, yeah, no. and, like, and I was like, no. no, na all the time. Yeah, and then he said, and and I and I, I carried on. I was said, you know, no, because you know, naturally aspirated, and you know, what what is the benefit of na naturally? Oh aspirated? my god, yeah, <laughs> I'm not really. I'm asking for people that are listening. Uh, so I think it always used to be. That there was lag, right? So traditionally, like people that were super into NA, it was about this turbo lag, right? So you put your foot down and yeah, you got to wait. You, for you it have to, to wait. Up. You have to wait for the engine to get to enough revs to actually be producing enough compression in the turbo for it to actually kick in and give you the rest of the torque that you want. But I think the engineering today, certainly with dual spool turbos or multiple turbos, means that that's no longer really an issue. And that's what the kid was saying. He was like, "That's what I want because I want to." And he, he made and this you kind and of, I are both like he, he made this kind of like no. whoosh, like whoosh down the road, like. And I'm like, no doubt, absolutely, that RS5 will go faster than my RS5, right? That that engine, two less cylinders, more power, more torque, will accelerate quicker. Um, I so I don't think we can say that the argument for NA is about there's no lag in the turbo. To me, the only argument is an emotional one. Um, and it comes down to two things. One, that it's more purist, right? You're, there's less stuff between the air and the gasoline mixing and it making a bang sound and pushing the crankshaft and the car down the road. So there's, 
I'm a purist when it comes to that stuff. I like class A amplification. I like automatically <laughs> manually wound Swiss watches. I, that's me. I'm like a, I'm a purist. I'm, I'm a, I guess, I don't know if it's a reductionist, but like make it as simple as possible. Right. Um, and the second one, which uh, again is a kind of emotional reaction. It's the sound, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that's right. If you're asking, if you're asking for the people listening out there that don't know why this is different, it's because the exhaust pipe that comes out of the engine goes through the turbo before it before that exhaust then exits out of the car through the pipes, and yeah. and that makes the sound Much that you hear. Much quieter. So I I don't like the current generation of Formula One cars because they have turbos. If you go back to like the V10 era with Formula One cars, the sound was incredible and it isn't today. And we don't drive around the streets with that kind of sound, but you still hear the difference between a turbocharged RS5 from 2023 and a non-turbocharged or naturally aspirated RS5 from 2014. Turbos are great. I have no... I have no retort to a turbo. The problem for me with a turbo is, and back to the kid, the kid's smart. More torque, right? Like he's speaking the language. He's like, more torque, faster (laughs) zero to 60 times. The problem is the kid went from driving some not great naturally aspirated car or some turbocharged car to another turbocharged car well, meanwhile, it's like, okay, we've all driven bigger displacement NA cars. We've done turbo, right? Yeah. The, yep. the A4 was a 1.8T. Yep. Great motor. Great motor. <clears throat> you know, very uh, compliant. I've had a, a slew of <laughs> 1.8Ts. I've had a slew of 2.0Ts. Same engine. Um, Just bought out. Yep. And... At the end of it, it was like I went from 2010 Volkswagen GTI. What motor, Ben? That's a 1.8 or 1.6. Nope. Mm. 2.0T. 2.0. I went from that to the Honda F22 naturally aspirated. Uh It makes all of the power between... Let's call it 7,000 RPMs and 8,200 RPMs. And it is the best sound, the most rewarding drive you'll ever have. So that's – if I had had the opportunity to to <coughs> sit down with the kid that we were talking about at that Cars and Coffee and try and – like we're talking about now, try and actually like disassemble that 20-second t- conversation um, – it really, it really, I think, boils down to the kind of driving that I want to do versus the kind of, not. I don't know what kind of driving he wanted to do, but what he was saying is, what I want is whoosh and go down the road. Yeah. Right? Which, like... Max power. Max, 1,800 <clears throat> RPMs. Eight, max power, and I want, like, super efficient, and I want to go as fast as possible. Yep. That's what he said. I want to awesome. go as fast as possible. Awesome. And you know what? For that particular... Uh, problem to solve the engineering solution would include a turbo yep no doubt about it yep red light to red light awesome um for me and uh this this actually calls back to a bunch of conversations we've already had about back roads driving and in particular 
the center of mass, center of rotation and cornering, right? That we've the conversations we've had already yep. with about Porsches, that that's the what he described, that's not the kind of driving I want to do. No. Nope. The kind of driving I want to do is ent- en- you know, entry, apex, exit. Yep. Right? Yep. So the apex at the apex, I want immediate torque, right? I don't want to wait for the turbo. I don't yep. want to anticipate that. I want immediate torque. And I want to go into the corner at six or 7,000 RPM, right? Yeah. And then downshift yep. after braking and then downshift from four to seven and then exit. And I want all of that really quick and I want it really predictable. Yep. And even though the, the lag is minimized, that's where I get the enjoyment out of driving. So there's no logical reason for me to, to, to prefer NA over turbo. There's, there's, you can't say this is a logical like argument. It's not. It's an emotional one. It's, it's, it's sound, and it's the experience that I get at between six and 8,000 RPM. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that call-out's right. It's like what, what it doesn't call into play, and again, full respect to the kid for basically being like max power all the time skill comes in right and if you've if you've driven no power cars with a manual transmission and a small displacement motor all the way up to massive displacement skill comes into into play and like we're not <sighs> doing this to get from a to b at the quickest you know from the like with the least amount of time <clears throat> we're literally at a point where we're like every moment needs to be something that I'm actually enjoying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think you've absolutely nailed it with that. And in some ways with your car, (coughs) it's kind of the best of all worlds in some ways, right? Like it, you're, you're not manual transmission, but you're still in a place where you have to logically think through like, where am I in the torque curve? Where am I in the horsepower curve? Where am I going to get the maximum amount of power at this point? And it, it it involves you as a human being thinking about like I need to be in this gear at this point to make this apex work. It's uh it's fascinating the on the on Audi Zine, which is a really popular Audi forum. There's like sub and there are sub forums and sub threads, and there's actually like a sub thread for the B8 B8.5 RS5, <clears throat> like the, this exact car essentially, and. There, there have been a bunch of threads. Like, there's multiple engine modes, there's multiple transmission modes, there's all this kind of different stuff, and all of the, you know, quote, I'm using air quotes, but all the drivers out there that 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 contribute in that thread on those on those topics, <coughs> they are always like, I always drive in manual, right? So it's the paddle shift yep. manual. Yep. The car's got got like it has. I will say it has average automatic shifting right you can That's you you can pretty you, good you can tool around town in like regular drive mode you can switch it to to sport mode and it's a bit more aggressive um it's a bit clunky um i and i think a lot of the people that that, that say that oh they only ever drive around in in manual which is like you put it into sport and then you switch it over to manual and then you can either shift with the actual shift lever or you can use the paddles on the steering wheel um most of the time you can do shifting which just feels more natural and more like you're driving a manual than it will do itself 
wow. which is weird, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's what that's what everybody says they they drive around in, mm. uh, like all the time. So I I and I and I agree because you let you let it do its thing. It makes some weird decisions sometimes about when it's going to shift yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean I had a 2010 uh, GTI. We had two of them: one six speed manual, um, and the other with the DSG. So similar transmission, yeah. and it was it was miserable to let it do its own thing. You had to basically shift it, and yeah. it was totally adequate. When you were like doing your own shifting, yeah, I've it's, actually never owned a car with paddle shifters. It's fun, yeah. yeah. It, it yeah. looks fun. I, I yeah. love the concept. And, and neither of you have driven my car yet, so you both should. We should. You, do sh- that. you should experience yeah. it. Yeah, one, two, three, switch. Yeah. Let's do that. So, um, the last thing on the transmission stuff is there. There's a couple of companies out there. So, zero um, three four, I think, do one, and um, JHM do a. Uh, they they do. Um, transmission maps hmm. for this car yep which uh i think the jhm one you have to do the you have to do the um the performance tune before you get the dsg map so you have to do the performance tune on the engine on the engine right. which is dumb because it's na so yeah. you get like five more horsepower yeah right. silly right. um but you can't do the transmission um tune until you've done the engine tune but apparently the transmission tune is really good hmm. and solves a lot of these weird decisions that it makes about when it shifts in in, in automatic. So I've always really wanted to do that. But now the delightful Department of Motor Vehicles in California will check to see if you have tuned your vehicle when they really? do that. Yes. Huh. How do I they know, know that? that? Yep. How wow. do they know? How do they know? There is a checksum in the software wow. that they read. Oh, they're like... And then they out of s- compliance, they send the checksum to the manufacturer, and they say, "Is this checksum legit or out of out of, or is it aftermarket?" And if it's aftermarket, you get sent to the what did they call it? Where bar. they che- no That's the bar, where they send it to the car to get checked. Yeah, bar. Right. Yeah. Um. What about you? Do you drive around in manual most of the time? Are you playing with the shifters uh, around town or what? Always. Yeah. Always have the shifters. I've never been in the car where Ben hasn't used. Manual. really interesting it's the same mentality as like when you're driving manual yeah. yeah yeah you're just like flip 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 i think if i had it i'd be lazy and no. i'd end up just leaving it in no. manual. it's miserable the, I, but honestly or i think drive, the, re- the, the re- genuinely the reason i do it so much is because when you don't it just makes such weird decisions <laughs> yeah. for yeah. you yeah. yeah yeah i i agree and it's all about like uh and it it's interesting like when you do let it do its thing you can tell why it's making the decisions because you lift off the accelerator, and yeah. then it, and then it's like, oh, it's I, MPG, yeah, yeah. that's and all it, it is. And the, the, <clears throat> this is the other weird thing it does. So, like, it seems like the transmission computer is on a mission to get you to seventh as quickly as possible. Oh, <laughs> exactly, absolutely, and that's it's MPG. Like, yeah, it's yep. like how do we make a V eight like and <laughs> <laughs> so Ben and I have gone on a few rallies where we're like, okay, utterly bored at this point. And so the thing that we talk about on the radio is like, so what, what kind of miles per gallon are you getting? <laughs> it's like, I'm at 18.5, right? Like in my car. And Ben's like, 18.9. Yeah. And we're like comparing. Like then, then the competition ends up being like, who's got the higher MPG? <laughs> like he's got the 4.2 V8. I've got the 3.8, you know, flat six. And it's like, I think I might be at 26, but it's like 
26.5. So, speaking of weird weird choices, weird uh, things, so what else is in the driveway? Oh, a 2012 Jeep Grand Cherokee. I've driven it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's hot. Not sexy. No, not sexy. Uh, when, When I was a kid... Uh, not like, not in the U.S. Actually, we had a Grand Cherokee in in the U.K. That's different, though. Yeah, that was different. Uh, so I I don't know. I've always I I've always loved Jeeps. There's just something Have about you, really. Yeah, always. Wow. When I was a kid, I always wanted like a CJ5, CJ7. Okay, but I've heard you talk about those before. Yeah, than a Grand Cherokee. I know, but and then so, uh, again, I think they're cool. I like it. Do they're, you really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't. I right. haven't. I haven't owned one, but like I, I think they're cool. Cars. Yeah. Um, uh, so Lindsay, my wife, she—that's what she wanted. She, you know, she she she'd seen them. When... That, I'm impressed with that too. Like <laughs> that's what she picked of all yeah. the cars. Yeah. Huh. At the time. Wow. We just had Elwood. He was less than one year old, and we, at the time, we just had the Audi. Um, so, I have to call this out. Honestly, the Jeep, right now is the closest thing that you're going to own to a Ferrari. What, because it's a Chrysler? <laughs> yes. <laughs> FCA, baby. Yeah. FCA. <sighs> yeah. That's frightening. I don't believe him. V6. I don't think that's the case. I think I think he'll get much closer to well, a Ferrari, if not I, I a didn't Ferrari say too. that. I didn't say that. What I'm saying is right now. Oh, right, right, right now. now. It's the closest thing I see. to a Ferrari. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so... <clears throat> I've driven that. Yep. Pros. It's got more character than the Q5. <laughs> Cons. It's straight up Chrysler. Like yeah. Chrysler could not have done worse for Jeep than that thing. I if they just put a decent transmission in it, it would It'd have be been so 100% much better. percent better. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean we've had that car like 10 years now. Uh, really? Yeah. Wow. wow. Ten years. That blows my mind. Yeah, <clears throat> and it is. I'm just trying. So I'm just trying. I'll 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 do it out loud. We had a an issue with the thermostat. We had an issue with the transmission cooler. That was kind of expensive. I, I seem to remember that was like eighteen hundred bucks, twenty five hundred bucks to to fix that. Um, it's had some electrical stuff that was all like recall. It's had a bunch of recalls, um, tires. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's great. That's ten it. years. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. How many ten. miles are on it? Just like ninety five thousand. Oh, that's, that's not impressive bad. Too. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's obviously it's like a, it's the kid hauler. What year is it? Two thousand twelve. Okay. What color? Black. Is it just flat black? It's metallic black. Because it kind of looks a little bit like your car. Yeah, it, it does. It's because it's the metallic paint which does that thing in the light. Yeah, fascinating. Yeah, but I mean, it's you know, as a family car, big long road trips up and down California, it's been great. Um, doesn't bonus, doesn't bonus get question. doesn't doesn't get super like great mileage. Bonus question. <laughs> um. What would you replace the Jeep with? I don't think that's my decision. You know that's not my decision. Land Rover. No, no. I mean, 
I, I get that. But like, if you had the call, like what, like your situation is wife, two kids, what are you getting? I mean, you just said if I made the call. Yeah, if you made the call. RSQ8. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a ridiculous vehicle. That's it's fascinating. A, it's insane. Yeah, I love that. All right. Uh, Wait, what's the deal with that car? Like, what's what are the stats with that car? I, I, I don't actually Do you know. know. Okay. It's a uh, twin turbo V8, isn't it? It's it's bonkers. It's got like 500 and whatever yeah. horsepower, it's, right? It's bonkers. It's yeah. like, yeah. get out of the way, Evan. Yeah. Like, your 911 means nothing. Insane. But I mean that that I realistically I think I mean that's like a hundred and sixty thousand dollar car. So that, that I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I, even if I was in a position to to buy that car, I don't think I'd actually get it. But that would just be crazy to have both like two Audis in the driveway. That would be insane. So I actually um, I'm really curious. Even more now that I've seen a few more on the road, the Genesis. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Nice car. I like the way it looks. Yeah. I really do. So that would be, I'd feel good about driving that. I'd, yeah. you know, with the kids rolling yeah. up to like, and it would, it would work for everything that we, you know, that we do. Rolling up to Catholic school. Rolling up to Catholic school. You gotta look, you gotta yeah. look good, you know, yeah, for maybe. Catholic school. Yeah. Yeah. What, what yeah right. Say? So maybe we should, we should back up just half step. So the reason why we're going on and on and on about the cars that we currently own is basically, it was a question that our listeners asked. What do you what do you currently have in the garage driveway? Do we have to do a whole separate episode for Cameron? I was gonna no. say if we get into <laughs> no. you, we're gonna be here till like two in the no. morning. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, I'm just jealous. Wait, what? what uh, th- do you want to tell on. us? Do you want to wait? No, I, okay. I, I want to ask Ben another question. Sure. Okay, so RS5 goes away. What are you replacing RS5 with? Oh, that's a, that's a more interesting question. Yeah, and and Fry's not an option. Like that's a given. Okay. Right, you got Ferrari tucked away. What are you replacing the RS5 with? So RS5, it's, I, I, let's say it explodes a year from now. What are you going to do? I I honestly think I would, I probably get the Porsche. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Welcome, man. I love this. Yeah, there what, he is. What? What kind? There he is. I know you're thinking. You already know what. Uh, it would be. <laughs> He's getting like. He's getting the Cayenne Sport back. <laughs> sport no. Design Edition, baby. No, 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 no. It would be. Uh, I, you know, I. I, I won't feel weird if you get a 911s. I will not judge you. Oh, God. In, if anything, I'll be like, this guy knows. It'd his be shit. a Carrera 2s. It'd be manual. There yeah. you go. Yeah, All right, that's fair. it. Yeah, yeah, love it. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> nine nine. You know why? Because uh, I. No, he's going nine nine one. No turbos. No, no turbos. Yeah, nine nine one. Uh, so just like yours. So you want to buy my car? No. no. Well, let me know. We'll we'll talk. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm willing to negotiate. I, as as our podcasting universe friends out there will refer to it as one car solution. Yeah. Right. I don't. I I don't have the luxury. You know, and hopefully someday this will be the luxury that I enjoy. But I I don't have the luxury of having like another car to go rallying in or like to go have fun oh, in so geez, whatever man. no I, <laughs> now i feel guilty no 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 no. i i just don't have space i don't have the space to do it so but you do i know i do but i know what you mean you have space to have it yeah i have three cars i'm good i don't want anything else Shut it's the kind man. of car <laughs> but it, it is the kind of car that i could essentially do the same things Totally. Two, right? Yeah. It's a car that, that you you can just drive to work every yep. day. 
It's Absolutely. a car that you can spend a bit of money on and put nice tires on it and shocks and like do yep. things to it. Go and then, crazy. And then go crazy with it and then take it on a rally. Yep. And it's like, and you can really- And go to work on Monday. Right. Absolutely. Yep. 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 So I that, love that. So like, I'm not saying like the family is a one car solution. No. This would be like my one car solution. Yeah. Right. Which is what the RS is today. Yep. <clears throat> Absolutely. I love the and, idea and, you of know, you I, owning a Porsche and a Ferrari. <laughs> I love that. I love the idea of you having a 911. I can't even believe that even oh, entered your psyche. I, I had no idea. Evan, what? I love it. Yeah. You love it too. You know you love no, it. No, I really. I, I, if Ben came with a Cayman or anything, I don't care. No, I mean, I'm not. I, it's not Stop the, with your 911, Evan. Anyway. Whatever. I've looked at that as well. I looked at the, like the Cayman S and, you know, do things to it. Yeah. Come to the dark side, Ben. <laughs> Evan's got way too many gauges. <laughs> <laughs> and couches for seats, apparently. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, 14-way adjustable. Why don't you tell us what you have in your garage? Are we done talking about what Ben's got in his driveway? I, I don't know, Ben, are we? He had the two cars. We hit those. What else you got? You got a couple of sweet bicycles. I have a couple of bicycles. Oh. Oh. I have a wiggle car. No, a no, no. Car. Forget about that. <laughs> so you got the Cervallo. Uh-huh. S5. S5. <laughs> it's all in black. With can, a red, the, with a red can you get stripe, a bike rack stripe, yeah. like S5 on the RS5? <laughs> so they, they uh, the same company that make the ski racks that we put on the Are you RS, kidding me? They, they have that? They make a bike rack. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please get that. <laughs> We, you 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 guys need to get ski racks for your Porsches. I would no, love to if it no, would be I'm more of a... vicariously through you. Uh, I would like the permanent thing. I don't like the suction cup thing. The suction cup is so cool. Though. No, I th- I think it's cool. I just you know interacting with it that much. And Every single it on time and Ben puts that goddamn thing on his RS5, <clears throat> he looks like James Bond. No, it's pretty cool. It's <laughs> fucking amazing. Like Do you he own and that? I went. You have one. Yeah, he oh, owns then let it. Let me just like, borrow it for a weekend. Yes, you can buy it. See what it's like. Yeah, yeah. Do you have skis? I have a snowboard. That perfect. Yeah. Oh my god, that would look so cool. Yeah, I know. Good. I won't even go snowboarding. Just drive around with it. Yeah, it's yeah. like a twenty-year-old <laughs> totally. nasty, nasty yeah. snowboard too. Oh, I'll definitely, just drive around with it. Oh yeah, yeah. you're like in downtown San Jose, going to the taqueria. You're like snowboarding. Yo. After I get this coffee, I'm going straight up to Tahoe, bro. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, yeah. <laughs> Can you make it an extra large? I'm gonna drink this <laughs> yeah. all the way to Tahoe. <laughs> have you seen my over-engineered cup holders? <laughs> <laughs> they suck. They did, do suck. Did 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 two-wheel drive, man. Porsche over-engineered their cup holders, and they actually really no. suck. You know what that's about, Evan? That is full. Okay, I don't want to go down Porsche too far, but like that is fully like you're be, an be idiot, warned, Ben. If you get a Porsche, this is the kind of stuff you're gonna have to deal with. <laughs> you know what that is? Like, have you ever actually used those cup holders? Yeah, you have. Yes. How do? You, how else would I know? How if they tiny suck? of a coffee did you put in there? I I don't put a. I have Excuse like me. this. I put this in there. Excuse me. No. Yeah, it fits right in there. No. They are designed and engineered for European sized coffee, gentlemen. So, so here's the thing. <laughs> but it wobbles around. This thing was like yeah. this. It's like so, great. That's really classic. So every time Ben and I have gone on a rally, I have used the cup holders, both of them, and both times <laughs> I used them, the coffees went like this. Whoop. Wow. And I was Up like and over. Even my <laughs> Alex was like, I'll just hold the coffee. Like, it was like 11 year old human cup holders. He's like, choose the 11 year old human because yeah. he's like, these things just go straight over into my lap. 
And then all I'm doing is cursing, talking about how I'm going to have to like detail on the inside. Yeah, we pretty much re- refuse to have a non-sealed um, vessel of any kind. Oh, yeah. In, Anything that has a Starbucks car. logo on it does yeah. not fit It has to be holder. metal and sealed. Yeah, good there. for you. Because it will leak. And that drives yeah. me out of my mind. I have a much less I don't, I mean, than you do. I'm kind of amazed that they even have cup holders in the GT4. Are they fabric? That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, how much do they weigh? They're made out of titanium. They're like whatever Evan has, like minus, minus like 16 ounces. Like they're, the German designers are like, they shouldn't use these. They should not be drinking coffee while they're on the racetrack. Yeah. I had the pleasure of being a passenger in Evan's car this last weekend. Oh, yeah. That was oh. fun. Yeah. yeah it was he, great. After we met up at the drive, he came back with me. Oh, like, cool. Yeah. There was not, like, again, you're going to be like, say more. Evan. Talk to me. Sitting next to Evan while he's driving. <clears throat> did calmest you have, did you driver. Have to, did you have to put your seat all the way back so that you could talk to uh, him? I mean, I went. <laughs> I, 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 I rode low. I do like low. to chill. I rode low. <laughs> <laughs> I moved it back for you. Do you remember? I, Thanks, I, man. I, I, I got in. I'm over. like, oh, yeah. Like, if you're going to be in my car, you're going to oh, be behind yeah. me. <laughs> Evan's car, Evan's rules. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so get back. in. Enjoy the you ride. Know, first thing, I like. That's I, what she said. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. A um, long time ago. First thing I did was hang my coat on the coat rack in the back. <laughs> right? <laughs> Second, e- I got in. back into the couches. <laughs> <laughs> I had a smoke. And, uh, smoke. And then did I'm it, sitting did, there. Did, 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 this, did it put the slippers on for you? It did. Nice. And then it massaged my lower back. The I was robe. Like, the I por- love this thing. The, the robe with the Porsche logo. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then when I got out, it took the robe off me and handed me one of those jackets with the Porsche logo. Like so I look like the Porsche guy, <laughs> yeah. right? Automatically the sh- the as you exit oh, yeah. the car. It's like here yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. Couches are comfortable. Um, you know, the thing that I was really realizing is like with my car, the passenger might not be able to see all three gauges, but in Evan's car, I'm like, oh, I know exactly <laughs> how much gas you have. Uh-huh. It's time to pull over. Is that because of the 17 gauges? You saw how many I have. I mean, it's... It's got like a camera. It's hard. It's got a camera and a screen. So like the cup holders come out and the screen comes out and it's like, Cam, make sure you tell Evan to get gas. Mm. (laughs) Now, we're just going to switch quickly to Ferrari. But... Yeah, go. The the newer... Have you you seen the the newer Ferraris have a... Oh, oh, fuck. I love that. They have a dashboard for the the passenger. passenger. Really? Which is exactly where the cup holders are in the board. What, yeah. what kinds of information? Speed, RPM. You're kidding. No. Is it digital? Yes. Yeah. And it's just something to pass. It's not like the same size as the no. driver, right? It's no, no, it's like it's it's like, it's like little... the size of the, the cup holders. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So you're like you're like in this in the situation that okay. you, you guys were in, you're like on a rally I have or you're never on a drive. heard of that before. Yeah, it's Incredible. really cool. It's yeah. really cool. So I the cool that. thing is, Evan, like in the passenger seat, because all Ferraris are now automatics, you can shift for Ben sitting in the passenger seat you just push the button you're like uh, no fourth fourth back <laughs> like i'm taking over don't like, you think fourth like would be dri- better i'm like Boom. a driving instructor in high school yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna apply brakes right now <laughs> yeah it's great you know like you're on a track day the the italian instructor is screaming at you in italian shifting for you nah fuck that he's just pushing the button he's not even yelling at you he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna sit here with oh, my no, own cappuccino can't. they would be screaming at you ah uh, yeah right italian Good times. Great. 
So what's in your what's in your garage? So actually, Wait, we, you, we, you, should, we should we should were about to tell me how calm I was as a driver. Oh, oh my god, okay. Evan! It was like honestly, we have to go back to Evan. <laughs> it's always back to yeah. Evan. He's like he's like my my German Shepherd. It's like pet me. Pet me. <laughs> pet, me. pet me again. Um. Okay. Uh, you were calmer than I think I ever am. You're just like downshift, switch wheel, like Evan. I'm very calm in the car. You are. It, it's I, like a, it's I, like I mean, a, it was. It's it a was, meditation for me. It it was truly impressive to sit there as a passenger. Like so, Evan Ben had the joy of following a bunch of Alfa Romeos, and then eventually, when the Alphas all kind of were ahead of us, he had the same experience that we had, which he was following Jeff in the Cortina. Yeah. But it was never wide open or anything like that. No. I mean, it was pretty chill. But, I mean... The roads were kind of horrendous. You were smooth as hell. You were, like, on the accelerator. You're like, I'm going to close the gap. I'm going to, like, brake. And it was it was great. It was a very mellow day. It was nice. I actually really enjoyed... It's kind of nice being in a car like that and then being with other cars that are, you know, those are 60s classic cars. I mean, these are older cars or 70s, but it was it was nice to just be able to take it easy and not have to really think too much. Which again, think slower. I mean, I think what we're realizing is Evan's ready for F1. All right, enough like, of, enough like about you, me. You and I, Ben, we're just <laughs> we're plebes. That's where basically. I draw the line. So, tell us what's in your garage. This this guy by the way, Cam has a lift in his garage. He's got so many cars that he had to get a lift so he could lift one up and put the other one under. Well, it. So I, I was going to start this off with maybe saying that we could like, let's, let's raise a glass to the departed because there's a car that's left. Oh yes. As of today. Right? Cheers. Left today. Uh, yes. Cheers. The 1800. I sold a 1967 BMW 1800 commonly called an NK for Noya class. It's the first of a series of cars that was the modernization of BMW, which basically, according to them, saved the company. So, And this was a beautiful car. I mean, it is a beautiful car. Gentleman's motoring. Gentleman's motoring. Um, so, yeah, I'll miss that. I'll miss that car. I was sad in the moments where it got loaded up last night. I yeah. have to admit, yeah. there was a moment of feeling legitimate, like car guy loss. I will never own another BMW that nice. Yeah, maybe. Well, no, for sure. I will never own a BMW that nice. Vintage BMW. Yeah. yeah. I, I will never buy a brand new BMW or even like Evans, as much as I respect it. It's okay. I will not own a BMW any newer than the one that I just sold ever. Because remember, the ultimate driving machine is, is a Porsche. Actually a Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't your isn't your um is it a two thousand two you have or a sixteen oh two? You shut your stinky mouth. It's a sixteen oh two. Jesus all right. Christ! All right, slow down. <laughs> There's so, just so many. I, I can't keep them all. Keep so, track of them. Like, so okay. So, Stop making me out to be some sort of bourgeois. Whatever. I thought so, you had a 2002. 1800. 1600. 1800 is is has now departed. Yep. What what do you have in the garage right now? That is yours. Oh wow, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the garage currently, 
1999 Porsche Boxster, which yep. would be the 986, the first version of the Boxster, inherited from my father. Yep. So special in that way. He's still with us, by the way. He is. He decided that he was done driving Porsches <laughs> and wanted a Honda, and I helped him put the down payment on a Ridgeline. Great and, truck. Yeah, great truck. Great truck. Uh, and I got the Boxster. Nice. Cool. You know, we went driving one of the first times I might have driven with you. I don't know. No. No. A couple, uh, couple times second time in the Porsche for you. That's what it was. Yeah. Yep. And I was pretty surprised how hard I had to work to stay with you in the Boxster when you were in front of me. I was like, man, that thing really moves. Even just in a straight line, too. I was like, wow. I mean, I've driven Boxsters, but uh, it's a great car. You have it's to drive such like a Honda fun car. To drive. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, I don't know if any of you guys have listening have ever driven a Boxster, but if you get the chance, it's a blast. I mean, not to belabor Boxsters and that car, Evan and I have talked about the, it's like, it is not the car that you look at when you get out of it. No, you don't look it's back ugly. at it. Yeah. yeah it is not, ugly. It's not the best. It's ugly on the inside. It's ugly on the outside. Sorry, Dad. Um, me too. My dad has a Boxster also. No, he doesn't. And I apologize. No, sold. no, he didn't sell it. What? Yeah, they backed out last minute. Uh, yep. Wow. Yep. Wow. We'll get to that some other. I personally think he was getting scanned, but didn't realize it. I told Probably. him from the beginning I didn't trust Probably. it. Yeah. Uh, either way. Anyway, he didn't get scanned, and he didn't sell the car. No so, big deal. those cars, in some ways, are amazing because they're the first <clears throat> water-cooled uh, modern Porsche. A lot of people talk about IMS bearings and other problems. This car has 114,000 miles on it when I inherited it. It has 119 on it now. Um, the only thing that's ever been done to this car, it's had a set of brake pads and regular oil changes. Awesome. Yeah. It's incredible. It's it may actually be the only reliable Porsche I own. <laughs> it's the most driven Porsche I own. Yeah, like far and away. Yeah, it sounds amazing. Like if every other Porsche I had sounded like this thing, unreal. It's not got a lot of power as a uh, normally aspirated two point five liter V six, not V flat six. Um, What's well, got like two hundred horsepower? Yeah, two hundred five. I think is is what it tops out at. So you're working hard to make to keep up with your car or Ben's car. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but in the corners also, it's very impressive. It's light. It handles yep. well. Um, sadly, I think when I was... I mistakenly put all-season tires on it, um, which are rubbish. So when I was following you, I was on the all-seasons. Um, excuses, excuses. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I put the 4Ss on there, it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Yeah. So, Boxster, that's in the garage. And you said you had other Porsches. What's up? No other Porsches, Evan. Just that. You don't have another Porsche in there? <laughs> Could have sworn I saw yeah. one. Uh, so, the GT4 that we've been talking about, two, uh, 2016, 918 uh, GT4, so 3.8 liter with the manual transmission. And the the Boxster is a six speed, right? The Boxster is a five speed, oh, five and speed. the Cayman's a six. Gotcha. Yep. What else? 
is in the garage. No, that's it in their garage, right? Don't you have an orange 2002 up there? Not mine. Whose is that? That's Jeff's, uh, the Cortina owner, Jeff. Oh, okay. Jeff Wise. Um, How many cars does that guy have? <laughs> wow, we're like jumping. Uh, quickly, Jeff has a 71 2002, which is in my garage, which has a set of side draft Weber's, which Ben can talk about the difference between side draft and normal Weber's. Um, he has the 64 Cortina. I don't know what year the Lotus 7 he has is, but the 7 is the other thing that he has in the garage. All right, so you got the GT4. I've got Jeff's car on the lift and the Boxster. And then your other BMW is where? We talked about this before. But yeah, uh, that's right. So 1969, 1602 with a uh, heavily modified motor that's going in right now at uh, FFR Fabrication in San Jose. Looking forward to seeing that yeah, car that's again. Gonna be, I cannot Me wait too. to see that car on the road. Yeah. They called yesterday. Nice. Oh, what they say? Uh, engine and subframe have been mounted together, and that is about to go into the car. That's fantastic. Great. This week. That's great. Yeah. We'll Much see. more progress than I would have guessed at this point. Yeah. Because they kind of seemed lackadaisical about the schedule, and <clears throat> I'm happy they're yeah. on it. So what's your favorite car that you have? I, I mean, seems pretty obvious to me, but I don't know. What do you think? The GT4. No. Really? Really. The 1602? No, I think right now the, his favorite car is the Boxster. Oh wait, you have you have more than that though. I don't. The Boxster. What about the the Q5? <laughs> I'm not. Say, I'm not saying that's your favorite. Utter, I'm utterly saying, drivable. I'm just saying you own it. Boy, is that car drivable? Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it starts right up. Uh huh. It goes time. forward, backward, left, right. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, the great news is even after. So real quick on the Q5. Uh, for a moment, my wife thought the Volvo that we had as a rental car was a better car and then decided that the Q5 was actually a better car, but has actually decided that the, uh, Cayenne Sport is the car that is the best car. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Is that going to be a thing? It might be. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Like probably not this year because... I don't have that kind of money. Yeah. They're expensive. Um, I think if for some reason the Land Rover Defender 130, is that the? Yep. Yeah. Is that still in play, that idea? I think it would need to be driven. But I think that what she's determining, which, you know, props and respect to her is she is actually thinking about the drivability of a car over the ultimate utility. Good for her. I love that. Hey, you know, you asked earlier, like what, what would we replace the Jeep with? And I mentioned the, the Genesis, which I, I really want to go see. I, I'd want to go drive it. The other one that the, the Lindsay was really always keen on was the Range Rover, uh, which, you know, I mean, it's a, but it's a luxury item for sure. And I'm I'm like, I don't have a problem with that, but there have to be like ground rules. I think, I don't know, like, it, like this is a real dad thing to say, so it's probably appropriate. But like, you know, you, periodically you, you, you have that thought. It's like, 
is are we getting to the point now where I could replace the couch with a nice couch, you know, <laughs> and not no. risk the kids destroying it, you know? Right. And I, I don't, I, I would agree. I don't think I'm there yet. No. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same thing. You want, you want to get a, like, like you want to get a luxury car that is going to have the kids in it more often than they're in my car. Then, you know, are we ready to put, like, are the kids going to be behaved well enough to be in that car and not destroy it within 15 minutes? Because if the answer is no, then it's not time yet. <laughs> Two more years. <laughs> I'm laughing because, sadly, my wife's on the way to 50. And the person that I question the most in that equation is my wife. <laughs> like, can we trust you not to hurl coffee over the back seat? Like, can we trust you not to leave a half-eaten yogurt in the passenger seat? I mean, you take your pick and then throw the dog on top of that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's grim. Yeah. It's grim. Like, I love them. No cayenne for you. Maybe, but I mean, it's like, okay, if we're getting the cayenne, I guess, you know, we need that weird weather tech dog cover thing for the back seat. Mm-hmm. And we probably need the weird weather tech you know, laser measured mat for the, the car compartment. Like the great thing was we, we took the, I don't even know the V V 90 V what, whatever it is, the stupid Volvo back V 90. Anna and I went, <laughs> this is sad as a couple, we went through the car wash. Yeah. And then we, because the car wash that we go to, it's like it's automated for the car wash part, but the interior part, you're on your own. Yeah. So we self served and each got the vacuum out and did all the cleanup of this V90 to make sure that it was like ready to go back to the rental car company. Yeah. It was a great bonding moment. We're like, oh, you know, we get, need to get this thing perfect. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, that's never going to happen in a car that we actually own. <laughs> <laughs> like we're not gonna go to the car wash together and we are not gonna vacuum out the like cargo compartment to get the dog fur out. Like even by the end she's like I had no idea the dog was this much hair. I'm like, I know we've been at this like forty minutes. Like yep. oh, it's not gonna happen. My dog sadly passed away about four and a half years ago and there's still dog hair that I find around places, you know? Yeah. It'll never go away. It'll always be there. Yeah, my backgammon set. As soon as I open that thing, I'm like, "Oh, Bean." <laughs> yeah, but I, like Maple, like much of a shatter. She's not much of a shatter yeah, now. She's got I that think so. tiny little hair. I don't know. Still, I won't allow her in the Porsche. I don't want one piece of dog hair in that Porsche ever. So no the dog, <laughs> the new owner of the 1800, a lot of dog hair in the back that I didn't get. To. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was like, I've done enough. I've done. Enough. I'm happy you sold that. You've been talking about it for a while, and it it was someone you know, right? Nope. Oh, really? I thought for some reason. Oh, someone you met at a car meet? Nope. What was it? Who'd you sell it to? Uh, the co-founder of the BMW 2002 FAQ hooked me up with this guy. So it's going to New Jersey. Oh, oh, really? Yep. Okay. It got loaded up on a transporter last night. What a and trip. is on the way to New Jersey. Awesome. Did the award go with the car? Still on the wall in the garage. <laughs> really? <laughs> did he know that it had an award? Yeah. And he didn't ask for it? He did. <laughs> and you said no? 
Yep. <laughs> That's like you and your keys. It's like Ben and stealing his keys from old cars. I mean, I'll like, be keeping this. I, so in, in full fairness, Ben and I talked about this. And I agree with Ben. The award really should go with the car. It should. I agree with you, Ben. I agree with Ben. I'm sorry. <laughs> we all agree. But the bottom line you just is could, you still on my fucking wall. You couldn't bring yourself to do it. You couldn't do it. No, because Ben and I have decided this. Like, we've done it. Yep, that's it. We have Once. done it. Once. We're never going to do it again, so I will never have that experience again. And I want the marker of that experience. Yeah. Like, if you and I... like. Like, there are few moments in my adult friendship car owning life that I have to remember. That moment, Ben and I both got a plate. We got a plate together. I will never forget that. And I'm sorry, I don't want that plate going anywhere else. Like, it means more to me than like being like, it's got to go with the car. So, like, we broke a roll. We did. We broke a roll. But at the same time, I'm not willing to let that like personal that personal moment that I like look up and I'm like, you did ben that. And I, ben and I did a thing. Yeah, we did a thing, and no amount of money that this guy he could have upped he could have upped the payment by 10k. I still <laughs> wouldn't have given it to him. I wouldn't have given it to him. He doesn't need it. He's not a show car guy. Like, how did you do matter. on the car? Did you did you come out ahead on the car, or even, or did you spend um, a little money to own it, or what? No, I mean, essentially, I owned an S two thousand and the eighteen hundred, and I paid nothing to own either of those cars. Love it. Yeah, it it's magic. Yeah, it's magic. I find that that's kind of interesting that you say that. Like my old nine eleven S, or I'm sorry. 4S, the old 996 that I had, I had it for four years and I sold it for what I paid for it to the penny. And it's just like, it's like once you get to a certain level or type of car, you can literally own the car for free. Yep. It's, it's, it's a matter of having the money or the will to get it in the first place, of course, and to make that happen. But once that happens, as long as you, you know, can make the payments or whatever, just keep it alive, you'll get it back. Yeah. If you chose right. You know, you got to choose right in the first place. But I love those stories when you when you can sell a car for what you paid for it and have enjoyed it all that time and have all those memories in it and uh, not have to spend an exorbitant amount of money yeah. to enjoy it. I mean, so between those two cars, 2015 to 2023, it's not bad. That's yeah, incredible. A lot of That's a long time. Enjoying and, you know, enjoyment and not a lot of maintenance on either one of those cars. Yep. Um, so to be able to own both those cars and experience both those cars, I put, I put 25,000 miles on the S2000. Wow. And probably 2,000 miles on the 1800. It's a lot of driving for no money. Yeah. So, yeah, I felt lucky. I'm all about that. That's why I never buy a new car. Yep. I don't, uh. I don't like throwing money away. <laughs> Agreed. Again, we're defending the fact that we're not bourgeois. <laughs> That's right. One of our listeners said what? What did they say? What was the verbiage? <laughs> well-heeled, well-to-do, 
car owners. That's what they called us. I mean, it wasn't a negative. <laughs> it, was, they, it, it was not critical. It was just an it's observation. True. I have like, a 911. You've you got know, an RS5. I mean, yeah, it's true. It we, was a little bit nice like, cars. hey, I love the podcast, but in some ways, some of it seems a little less approachable. Like, we're going to come back to this. like Because sure. we have opinion about not Porsche, not Ferrari, not BMW. Like, we have, we love other things. I mean, the fact that I bought a cut rate S2000 was... Yeah. You know, again, one of those things. I've got a 77 Ford truck with rust in the rear wheel wells. You know, it's a, it's not everything to me, the Porsche. I mean, it's great, but I do like all kinds of stuff. I think, I think the difference here is you put any one of us in any car and, uh, and, and I, as you guys have, I'm sure as well driven some truly awful cars you will still get I've driven it. your jeep yeah <laughs> you'll still like get enjoyment out of the car right? yeah you know what i mean sure you'll you know you'll still the act of driving is is enjoyable it doesn't doesn't really matter what car you're in you, you find ways to to do the stuff that you want to do in cars more with particular car, right? But do you know what um you ever hear of misophonia? Nope. Misophonia is a thing I have. It's about um, you know, certain sounds drive me out of my freaking mind. Uh-huh. Am I doing one of them right uh, yeah, now? Yeah, one of them is the chewing. No, no, it's really not bothering me. But but listening to it, yeah, with the headphones on <laughs> is just staggering. It's like someone's putting a needle in my I don't even know you're, what right you're, now. You're it's bad. frequently watching ASMR YouTube videos. Yeah, there. I'm really not. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But um, um, anyway, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, you go. No, back to you. I'm done chewing. Uh, maybe a good outro to this episode, mm-hmm. without seeming overly defensive. Ben, I know... 95% of the modifications that you've done to the RS5 have been at your own hand. Yeah. Like, you know how to turn a wrench. Uh, as I've said to you guys before, I can fuck your car up for you if you want. <laughs> <laughs> really good at that. Bullshit. Everything, every single thing you've done has been, like, top-notch. Like, you want to fuck something up? Call this guy. Evan. It's his way of saying, I don't want to do it. No. No, I, he's done it. No, I, he's done no it. I'm I, kidding. I... I do it. I enjoy doing it. Uh, and I've actually gotten a lot better and not being completely terrified of, of the idea of doing it. Good. Uh, I've never seen that in you. Uh, absolutely. 100%. He plays it cool. I, I Every time I'm about to do something from this point forward, I'm calling you first. <laughs> Evan. Yeah. Uh, rebuilt truck. Yeah, I mean, that was the biggest job I've ever done. At that point, I had probably changed the oil on all my vehicles for pretty much my whole life. And then I built a motorcycle or two, little bikes, you know. But that was just like, that was the biggest thing I had done. And it's the biggest thing I've done to this date, too. I've never done anything like it again. Nor do I really want to. I just always wanted to experience, you know, what it's like to get into an engine and build it. And I purposely kind of chose that opportunity because the, thing was stolen from me and it had a sentimental value to it um but 
Yeah, I changed the oil on the 911. I was there. Yep, we did it ourselves. And that was actually one of the easiest oil changes I've ever done. Absolutely. Cleanest, too. So definitely not afraid to get my hands dirty, but I do admit, you know, my 335i right now, I just dropped it off at the shop today because it needs a new water pump, radiator, pretty much a coolant system. And I know I can do it. I bet you it would take me seven hours maybe to do it, but it doesn't matter. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm older and I can afford it. I admit it's not that expensive. It wasn't crazy, you know, and I'm just changing. I mean, I respected the fact that you went through the mental exercise of like, do I want to do it? I can do it. Yeah. I mean, I got so far as to order the parts you did in order to do it. Yep. And then in between the time when I ordered the parts and the parts arrived, I rationalized. You your mind. <laughs> yeah, no, I rationalized I like, spending a little bit of money to get it done. Exactly. Like, just get it done. Yeah. You know. And and uh, Karen likes to mess with me. She's like, every time something happens to a car, you freak out, and you you call the most expensive place. You know, you call your guys, and they tell you how much it's going to be, and you go through the same pattern. You say that's absurd. I'm going to try to do it myself, and then you research it and realize you can do it, and then you do it. You know, and that has happened many times. ABS stuff on my BMW um, uh, valve cover gasket on my old BMW. You know, l- not little jobs, but, you know, yeah. get, get your elbows a little yeah. greasy. You go all Frank stands on that. Yeah. Yeah. But so I go through the motions of trying to find a better deal because I refuse to get raped by by people that, that I, most people would just say, okay, I can't do it. I know how much this stuff is worth. I know the value. So right now I did a little legwork and I'm spending half the money that I would have spent, let's say, um, at this shop yeah. that I go to. Which seems reasonable. And I'm, I like that. I, hey, look, who doesn't like getting a deal? But also I'm kind of over the big jobs. If I had my own garage, which I don't, and I had the time, I would love to tinker on a car and I would have done this job myself. But borrowing someone else's garage, a messy job with the radiator fluid and everything... I'd rather pay you. Yeah. These makes days. Sense. Makes sense. And you you definitely like to get your hands dirty. Or don't aren't afraid to get your hands dirty, I mean. Uh yes, and not afraid to get my hands dirty. But I'm gonna in some ways maybe cliffhanger this episode a little bit. I've changed my mind about that. Well, you don't read the manual. You kind of just get busy, you told me. And that, and that has bitten you. It's bitten you a couple times really bad. <laughs> Stop. And it just bit Cam pretty bad. No details. Let, let's let's wait for next time. But So tonight on Dads with Cars, <laughs> we talked about Evan's 911 and well, cars we RS5 yeah, and the, the cars, cars that we we've owned sure. and the fact that we're not bourgeois. No, we're, we're, I think we're pretty down-to-earth people. We're not, <clears throat> I don't feel like we're rich people. Are we rich? No. Uh, as well, as I've pointed out a few times when we've been talking, like we live in Silicon Valley, and so everything's a little bit yeah. skewed. Yeah, I was on a bike ride with the guy with the Ariel Adam, and it's like, son, I can't, I can't hear you right now. I'm in the race car. <laughs> I'll be home in like five minutes, son. <laughs> and I was like, oh, somebody please shoot me. Like I used to live here when I was a kid, and there was a Of course, everybody worked at IBM or Intel or HP, GE HP. or HP. Well, it's interesting what you said, though, about Apple. you know living in Silicon Valley, it skews things a bit. 
Well, I mean, it just, I think, excuse the baseline is what, is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you, you drive down the street, it's like BMW, Audi, BMW, BMW, BMW. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Tes- by the way, Tesla, 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 <laughs> Tesla, 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 so Tesla. Sick, so sick of Tesla. So, oh, God. Fuck. Let, let's jump into like that for just one second. So we'll go the opposite direction. On the past, in, in the past, on this podcast, we've talked about my friend Ross. He inherited his 911 SE, which is in 83. Full bourgeois. His parents owned Steve Wozniak's 928. <laughs> right. <laughs> and wow. then, like, you hear those stories, and you're like, oh, right. I don't live in a reality based place. Yeah. I live in some sort of freaky, like, weird ass yeah. alternate wasn't, universe. Wasn't there some auction recently for S- Steve Jobs' 911? I think so. Yeah, that was yeah. that was not not long ago, right? He had a pillowless coupe too. You did? Yeah. You know, for me personally, I feel I'm a stay at home dad in Silicon Valley. You know what I mean? There's not too many of me. No. So I, I feel one of Yeah. <laughs> five. Uh, <laughs> but I, get so Karen I, on I feel this a podcast. Bit, I feel a bit detached from that completely. I bring in zero dollars. I love I mean? your detachment. So, so for somebody to say that we are that, yeah. you know, that we're well to do yeah. or whatever, I'm just it doesn't sit well with yeah, me. Yeah, your wife's well to do. Well, I mean, she has a good job. She's well to do. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that means. So uh, let me try. Uh, let me try and explain what I was trying to say when I said that uh, we live in Silicon Valley. The scale, right? You only have to look at, uh, like, if you look at like the most expensive place in the entire country to live, right? Uh, it, it, it's. I don't know if it still is, but it, it, it was the zip code just down the road, right? Which is like Palo Alto. Yeah. Yeah. Nine. Um, Five oh three five, whatever it is the, yeah. in the entire country, more expensive than Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. right per, yeah. per square foot. Yeah, fuck Manhattan. Um, so Silicon Valley is an incredibly expensive place to live, and because of that, the people that live and work here, most of them, like that work in tech, the you know they're paid, you know, at, at the rate that they need to be paid so that they can live here. Right. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's the scale that that. Silicon Valley operates, San Jose operates in is different to the scale that Chicago operates in or Miami or any of these other places. Right. Um, So, you know, we tend to, you know, and it's, they don't make like cars more expensive here. They don't sell them for more, you know, more dollars here than they do in Miami or Chicago. True. I mean, there might be dealer market, but, but basically like the, the, the price of a new car, here is the same everywhere else in the United States. There might be dealer fees and taxes, whatever. But basically saying, like, the, the cost of a commodity is the same in every city, even though the cost of living in that city is different. Somebody's going to say, no, no, but the price of milk is different here. Whatever. I, I'm just saying the <laughs> we scale. We pay a lot more money for gas. We do pay a lot more. Oh, my God, that thread over the weekend. Our friend in it's Texas, frightening. Yeah, three, our friend in Texas, telling us he's buying ninety three octane for three ninety nine. Yeah, I was like, I hate you. I hate you. Anyway, I, I think it was like three thirty three a gallon. Was I it three ninety nine? No, no, it was, it was less than. It was yeah, three thirty three. It, yeah. it was cheap. Oh, so you're making it worse for me? Yeah, Thank exactly. It's yeah. even worse than you think. <laughs> but I mean, he lives in Texas. Yeah, that's true. I didn't want to say anything about that. No. So, um, keep your cheap gas. I don't feel, even though I feel very lucky to drive and own the car that I do. I don't feel like it's an expensive car because I drive around in an area where people are driving cars. I drive past people in cars that cost 
twice as much as my car every day. Me too. Like all the time every day. I don't drive anywhere, so I don't know what you're talking about. So what I was was thinking and what I was going to say is like my car was already, um, what, four years, five years old before I bought it? Yep. And 70 how many miles 70,000 miles when i bought it yeah 68 68 um and it's at 103 now yeah respect uh You're driving yeah. it totally so from my perspective it's not about i i, I well healed i i don't think you, i don't think you have to be like super well healed to buy never, my car i should yeah. never no, said I that i agree right no it's it's it, you didn't say it you a, didn't say a, a it. listener said it so uh if i'm honest it was my ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, then she's going to say, well, she's already got all of the money out of you that she's going to get. Though, right? Ooh, <laughs> wow. That is fucking cold, Ben. <laughs> I'm, just, just I'm just imagining her, what her motivations are for saying something like and Don't that. let her listen to this episode. Uh, we're, she we're listens gonna, to every episode. We're oh, going to edit this sweet. out. What's we're her, not. What's her name? Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Um... <laughs> I, what am I trying to say? So I already said, like, it, it, I, I would get as much enjoyment out of driving any car as I do out of driving my car. Yeah. In a different way. I don't think that, like, the if you wanted to buy, like, the the same car that I've got, that you would have to be particularly well-heeled. I don't. True. I, I agree. At the moment, you could get, you could buy, probably buy my car for sub 40K, which is way less than buying a new Civic, right? Yeah, my BMW, which is my daily, is worth nine thousand dollars tops. Yeah, I mean, and it's got a hundred over a hundred thousand miles on it. You know, yeah, it's just a regular car. Steph's not; she doesn't have a leg to stand on. She's driving an A three with a six speed manual. So, like, one, it's not like she's cruising around in a Chevy Cruise. You know, she. Spent the cash to buy the A3. So she's the rich girl. She, um, I see see how it is. I mean, her, you know, she's projecting her own insecurities about being rich onto us. Well, she came from a well to do family, right? Mm, Like when I I I met, when I met Steph, she had a 66 Mustang convertible. Mm. Uh, that was in the 80s. Her sister crashed the 66 Mustang convertible and she ended up with an 84 Honda Prelude. I love the Prelude. Oh god, such a great car. When I was car. in high school, I sweated that car so hard. Oh my god, it was such a great car. Yeah. Like we were looking at them online the other night. I was just like, here's one. She's like, I would buy that. Yep. You know. <laughs> um she honestly, I was still in college and she had a real job and was making legit cash and went from the 84 Prelude to a 91 Integra GS. Also a cool, cool car, in my opinion. Amazing car. Yeah, love the Integra. Um, it had the cell phone, you know, like the nice. center console yep, cell yep, phone. Yep. She was rolling like a baller. With a glowing uh, green light. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, like... Steph's got no leg to stand on. Steph went from the 91 Integra to the 2006 uh, Mercedes C-Class. So she lives in a glass house straight up. But the one thing that, you know, I got to say, and like this, maybe this becomes an episode as well. 
She's never owned a manual or uh, an automatic transmission car. Oh, cool. Not once. Nice. She's like I've owned automatic transmission cars. She's never actually owned an automatic transmission car by choice. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. It's pretty cool. That's cool. The only automatic car I ever had was that uh, 09 BMW I was telling you about. Yeah. My 3 series now is a 6 speed. My truck well, it's is like a 3 speed. You met Karen and she had the <laughs> Eclipse. Was it a automatic? I don't remember. Okay, I don't, I don't so maybe she, we end the episode. She drives a stick very well, So <laughs> we have mad respect for, for all of our wives. When I met my wife, current wife, um, she had a 2005 Subaru Outback. Bleh. But it was a manual transmission car, and I was like, props. Props. Like, I, I've never seen one in manual, and it was just like, this is amazing, and you need to sell this, <laughs> <laughs> or we're done. But you know, I mean, the thing is, like, like Ben and his wife, who are both English, Anna, my wife, also English. Like, manual transmission is like the way to go. It's like if you can't drive a manual transmission car, there's something wrong with you in the UK. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna call into question your earlier statement yeah. where you said we all have respect mad respect for our wives we do i do not have mad respect for my first wife <laughs> <laughs> who by the way could not drive oof That's was she tough. a stephanie as well no it's a deal breaker <laughs> clearly was that what happened is that what you told the judge no i'm but, sorry sir but i mean did she wreck one of your cars no 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 but the there was an upside, which meant that, which was that I got to drive everywhere. I did all the driving. All right, fair. So I'm like, well, cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So did she just hate driving? She just never learned. Uh. You know, Karen's into driving, but I always do all the driving, hundred percent. Mm. But it's mainly because I have control needs. I'm a horrible passenger, huh. and I love driving. I love it. So yeah. I live with a co-CEO, <laughs> so we split the driving task about fifty-fifty. Good for you. If if she really wanted to, I wouldn't say no. Oh my god, Anna! She doesn't like, want to. I, I'll said, drive. Great. Great, I'll drive. That's kind of nice. Yeah. Although she got behind the the wheel of the GT4, and I'm like, hammer it. She drove the GT4. Yes. How'd she like that? She didn't love it. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot to take in. It's a bit much. I I think she did. So the thing is, like, she can drive, like, amazingly. She can drive. Like, and I don't mean that, oh, because she's a woman or anything like that. Like, she's been trained to drive. She had a father that actually was a lorry driver and, like, knew how to drive in all kinds of adverse conditions. She knows how to drive. It's almost like, stop dialing it back. Like, just hammer it. Like, you know what you're doing. Get yep. to it. Focus. You know? Yeah. Now, in the box, Look ahead and go. In the boxer, she's just like... Red line, shift, red line, nice. shift. And I was awesome. like, I love this. Well, like, to, to get in the GT4 and just red line, shift, red line, shift, I don't think anybody can just do that. I think it takes practice. It takes experience on other cars. I think she was just more I'm not worried. saying you can't do it, but you no. can't do it comfortably. She was more worried about tearing up gear than anything else, yeah. right? Like, that was it. But I don't know. I, I got in his car and I was downshift blipping immediately. <laughs> yeah, but you drive an RS5. <laughs> I always with, remember with, that with day. With two pedals. <laughs> I always remember that day when you drove my car and I texted you later and I was like, 
I, I forgot what happened. I was like, <coughs> if it was you or me, but I was pretty much like, stays with you, doesn't it? Yeah. It was like 10 p.m. and we drove the car early in the morning, and it just it does. There's something about driving that car, it kind of kind of sticks with you. <laughs>